Welcome to the LDN Radio Show, brought to you by the LDN Research Trust. I'm your host, Linda Elsigood. I have an exciting lineup of guest speakers who are LDN experts in their field. We will be discussing low-dose naltrexone and its many uses in autoimmune diseases, cancers, etc. Thank you for joining us. Today we're joined by Teresa from the United States, who takes LDN for mold and chemical sensitivity. Thank you for joining us today, Teresa. Thanks for having me. So could you tell us how long ago was it when you realized that you've been inhaling mold? Um, it was uh, October of 2019. Um, I had gotten really, um, started to get these weird reactions. I was driving down the street one day and all of the, my vision went pink and I started shaking all over and I started using the restroom and, you know, both ends, you know, uh, multiple ways. And, and it was just the scariest experience I've had. Um, and then, you know, one thing led to another uh, and we discovered that where I was working had been um, covered in mold all along behind the walls due to a flood that had happened eight months prior. So I had gotten sick, someone had gotten sick before me and they thought that she just had Lyme disease or MS or something. And then I got sick and then she had discovered the mold in the walls. So at that point I knew it was you know, mold exposure. Uh, and then another person ended up sick right after that. So that's how I discovered it. Mm -hmm. And that sounds really scary, yeah. <laughs> you know, when, when you're absolutely fine and then all of a sudden it's like somebody's pressed a button um i can understand that so what happened how did you start to treat it did you find somebody to help you well i had already been working with a naturopath for some years because i had had these stomach problems i was diagnosed before with ibs i had you know some hormone imbalances and such um you know i was you know, always dealing with some kind of stomach issue. So that had already been there since I had been younger. And the mold kind of like was like the cherry on top, you know, and the icing on the cake to where it like sent my, my bucket in overflow. So I'd already been dealing with like inflammation in some way. I was a personal trainer and I worked out like twice a day. Um, and I was eating a lot of sugar. I had like 60 plus grams of sugar a day, but it was fine because I worked out. So I didn't gain any weight. Um, so after that point, when we recognized the mold was there, like I said, I'd already been working with a naturopath on some things with my physical, and then it really went into this overdrive. And, um, the, you know, the first I had to get a control of the bowels because the, the diarrhea was, was terrible. Um, so I started working with a functional medicine doctor, as opposed to just a naturopath taking some tests. So I did like the GI map test where I looked at my, you know, um, you know, my poop. <laughs> and I realized that there were all these different imbalances and things happening. So I started with some like this very specific probiotic. And then I bought an infrared sauna and started to try to do that. But um, my body was in a reactive state where it was now um, reacting to anything, especially heat. So anything that I did, and even the protocols were sending me into an overreactivity and oversensitivity. So I just went really slow on things and worked with one thing at a time. I you know, took the probiotic and I took some things to clear the bad bacteria out of my stomach. 
to try to seal the gut, you know, heal the leaky gut. I, you know, tightened up my diet. That was the number one thing that I did was I went autoimmune paleo and completely uh, free of any inflammatory foods. So that was um, how I got my body to calm down. And I did a lot of the brain retraining, um, the limbic system retraining to get it to calm down. However, I was still suffering and we're like two years in and I'm like, I'm still having these reactions. Um, and it was suggested to me by one of my practitioners because I had went to a functional medicine doctor and a couple other practitioners, but LDN was suggested by two people that were really important influences in my healing. And, and then I finally considered it in October of 2021. And that's when I began taking it. Okay. So did you go low and slow with LDN like everything else? Yeah. So my experience was that, you know, of course my um, functional medicine doctors wanted to start me off at like a milligram. And I was like, now we bet should do 0.5. Well, I took that 0.5 and I did not feel good. I was like, oh no, I like, I, I feel terrible. So um, I started, I cut back even further to 0.25. Um, so as I was taking it, it had very strange, um, at first I, I felt weird. I could feel my body adjusting to this new medication. Um, so uh, did you want me to talk about those? Oh, yes. Okay. Please. Yeah. So like when I first started taking it, my jaw would kind of like tense up and I had like really intense dreams. I didn't sleep well. Um, and I just, I, I felt my body shifting and, and I noticed uh, my nasal passages getting a little stuffy as well. And um, I, I took it at a time in October of 21 when all the viruses started to come out in the world. So I was in this phase where um, I was like, is this a virus or is this because of the LDN? And, and I would have my naturopath test me and my functional medicine doctor like, stick with it, stick with it. The LDN is good. The LDN is good. It's balancing your immune system. And I'm like, but I'm getting sick. I got like virus after virus. And so I think that like my innate immune system was finally trying to work instead of like my immune system that was adaptive and panicked because I was having that mast cell histamine overactive immune response to everything. So I stuck it out because I knew that it was doing something. So I would get sick with a virus and then I'd get better. And then I got sick with a virus and then I got better. And then I got COVID. And I, I realized that the protocol for COVID was LDN. It was like LDN, vitamin D3 and a few other things. And I was like, well, I'm on the right stuff. So COVID for me wasn't that bad. I mean, I had like, you know, some nasal stuff, but only a three day fever. And I attributed the ease of that to the LDN that had already been in my system since October and I got COVID in January. So it was a slow buildup, but I still am right now. I'm only at 0.75, but I feel really good. So I'm not changing it just yet because I got my life back when it was gone in October. It was gone. My life was, I had eight good days a month where I didn't have reactions. And now I only have eight bad days a month. If that, um, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's really good. So if you had to explain what a typical day was like before you started LDN, what would it be? <laughs> oh man. Oh, so I would wake up and I'd feel okay, but then I would start using the restroom, diarrhea. Um, 
I would start having a um, systemic type of, of nervous system responses where I would feel shaky, feel like I was going to pass out. I, I thought I had POTS. I thought I, you know, my heart rate would go high and then low. I'd be cold. Um, I would try to get through my clients because I'm a professional counselor online and I would just, I wouldn't be able to do it. Um, I could barely, I'd be canceling sessions multiple times a week. Um, I couldn't work out. I, I had this like anxious feeling because of the way I felt. I always felt like I was going to pass out and, and, you know, felt nauseous some days. And so I would, you know, have to go to a friend's house and just sit there. I couldn't do my normal life at all. Um, my working out was completely gone. Um, I did jujitsu and boxing and lifting before and trained people. I couldn't do anything aside from maybe some squats in the air next to my computer. Um, and then on really bad days, I would have to fast for days at a time because I wouldn't be able to eat any food without nausea and diarrhea. Um, so that was what a typical day would look like. Just hell, actually. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what's a typical day like now? Now, nah, a typical day is like I get up, I'm happy, I can run the vacuum, clean the house, I Clorox wipe some stuff down, I can breathe in Clorox now, no problem. Um, I, you know, walk outside, I, you know, come back in, take care of the dog. Like I'm able to see my clients, I'm able to eat. Um, most days, some days I have a little bit of, uh, my food is my still my reaction um, thing. So <clears throat> as long as I eat in the foods that I'm not sensitive to, I'm okay. So that's something that's a work in progress. But as long as I have a nice meal and um, then I'm able to do life and I can sit here confidently without panic. Um, I feel like I'm not feeling like my throat's closing or I'm dying. Um, I'm able to go to the gym and lift. Um, cardio is a work in progress. I'm working back up to that. I still have reactions to heat. I'm sensitive to heat and my feet hurt really bad still. So that's two things that I'm, you know, I'm still working through because, you know, it's only May of 22 and I've only been on it since October of 21. But my, it's a miracle to me that I can lift, that I can go to the tanning bed, that I can hug somebody that has on some cologne or that I can, you know, clean my house. So yeah, typical day looks a thousand times better. Well, it's amazing. And I have to say, I continued improving for 18 months. You know, it, it's not like when you got sick, the flick of a switch and everything went wrong. It, it's a gradual putting things right in your body, isn't it? And mm. I know people will be interested in knowing the answer to this. I'm sure I know. You were saying how much sugar you ate, but it was okay because you, <laughs> you burned it off with exercise. Are you now on a sugar-free diet? Oh yes, I haven't had a bite of sugar in two years. And I, you know, I, I replace it with stevia and sometimes like monk fruit or something. Um, I do have maple syrup, um, but that's kind of like a, a, a paleo thing, a keto thing. It's, it's acceptable. Um, so I, I have some honey and maple syrup here and there. Of course, I don't go overboard, but mm -hmm. I mix it in with uh, my protein shakes sometimes. Uh, but yes, I am processed white sugar-free, crappy sugar-free, and I, I, I feel so different wow. not being on that. And giving up sugar is harder than people realize. You know, you do get withdrawals from sugar and the craving. I mean, how did you find from going such a high sugar intake to zero? Well, what was it, the transition? It, it happened gradually. Like when I first got sick, 
I resisted it and I kept going back to sugar and I would get so sick and um, reactive. And so I kept trying to sneak it in, trying to put it in, cheat here and there. And I, I realized that I just cannot cheat. Like there's no cheating and having it in little bits. It's It has to be gone. So for me, I was so sick of being sick that I was just like, I'm done with this relationship. And so, you know, if I had a little bit of it again, I could feel the pull the next day. I'm like, oh, I want more of that. Or even four hours later, it was such a strong pull that I was just like, this is controlling my life, not doing this. So I did like some EFT and I did some like Reiki and, you know, I did some like things to help the mind with it as well. But I also just was like, I have to make a choice and it's either my health or my, or not. And, and I don't want this anymore. So I started baking and cooking and creating, and I started taking like pride and joy in that. And just, I would be excited to get up and make food. And now I make all my food. I haven't had anything from a restaurant in over two and a half years and I don't care. It's great. You know, I feel wonderful. Mm -hmm. What about dairy? No dairy, except for ghee. Ghee is the only dairy I do. Mm -hmm. uh, and what do you substitute dairy with? Um, coconut milk. Um, I, I, you know, use coconut milk very frequently on, you know, by baking recipes or even just if I'm going to make, like, so I made a gratin potatoes without the potato. I made them with celery root and parsnips and I substituted coconut milk and arrowroot powder for uh, making a thickening type of cream. So, mm -hmm. yeah. It's very, very difficult initially, isn't it? When you're altering your diet and getting gluten out. I mean, sugar is in everything. Gluten is in everything. And like you say, the only way to make sure that you're following the diet correctly is by starting with the raw ingredients and you know what's in it yourself. But it does become easier over time, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. I think that, you know, you pick up momentum and it becomes you create a new habit like brushing your teeth or anything that you already do it's almost um as if it becomes part of your routine and it's no longer um you know an inconvenience it it's it's more just you know how good it's making you feel so you just kind of get excited and take pride in it and make time in your day for it instead of it being like and you know oh, oh my gosh i have to cook or prepare food so what would your message have been to yourself that was sick initially? Now you, you know the path you should take. So for other people who are in the place that you are in, what would you say to them? Oh, I would say, number one, change that diet and get rid of those inflammatory foods. It's so worth it. Um, you're going to feel so much better. It might be tough at first, but just keep at it because it is so, so important for your overall general health, not just for whatever you're dealing with, but the overall body. Um, I would say that I have more muscle now and more lean body uh, strength and energy than I had before when I thought I was in great shape. Um, so my body is now better than ever. Um, I would say if you're very reactive and everything is bothering you, do get on LDN and do brain retraining, limbic system retraining. That would be your top two things. But that's is that's if you cut out the inflammatory food as well. So that would be my like formula. My three most important things to me is that. 
Mm-hmm. Well, since you haven't been on LDN that long, it would be really interesting to interview you again in, say, another 12 months to see, you know, what you're like then. Yeah, I'd be curious to see if I you know, move up uh, for me. You know, I know everyone's different. So the working dose for me for a while was 0.25. <clears throat> and then I could feel intuitively that I needed more. Like my body was like, you need, you need a little more. So when I moved up to the 0.75, I got even more um, healing. And so, yes, I would, I can't wait to see, you know, what else improves like the feet pain or, you know, just even the cardio, just to see how much more I can get. So, yeah. <laughs> well, thank you very much for having shared your story with us today. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Any questions or comments you may have, please email me, linda, L-I-N-D-A, at ldnrt.org. I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you for joining us today. We really appreciated your company. Until next time, stay safe and keep well.